didn't realize how much fun I could have with my son or oh, with that's my daughter. Good. And then you hear from the son or the daughter say, I didn't realize, and they would, not together, they would do this separately, and they would say to me, I didn't realize how much fun I could have with my dad. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. Today on the Kindling Fire, I have definitely met a brother all the way across the world in Australia, Darren Lewis, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's great to be part of the show with you, Troy. So, so we have uh, some some mutual friends, uh, some folks with uh, Ironworks uh, Men's Ministry shout out, um, and with um, Zoe and and some New Wilderness and a bunch of different men's ministries that are. Uh, where you may have seen, if you're a listener, Fathering Adventures in Australia. And so this is the ministry that, that Darren runs. And tell us a little bit about, about the ministry. Well, um, you know, when it comes to Fathering Adventures, I, I ultimately, my, my preferences is knowing who I'm speaking to. And so I, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be people like me. So Yes, uh, Troy, lots of guys um, <laughs> and dads. Adventures. I mean, it's huge. Ultimately, um, <clears throat> there are so many reasons why we are not the fathers that our children need us to be. You know, that's just the reality. It might be the fact that we were so deeply wounded by our own fathers. We were never modelled that by our own fathers. Um, it might just be the fact that we live in an extremely busy world that... Um, that bombards us with distractions every day. So there's a whole bunch of reasons why we're not the fathers um, that, that we're meant to be. And so um, what we do is we've uh, created, crafted these unique experiences, these father-son and father-daughter adventure experiences, and ultimately it's to help transform people's lives, the, the lives of the fathers, the lives of the sons or the daughters, and, uh, so let's let's talk about sort of the, the genesis of of you know what the Lord has entrusted you with. When did you start, and why did you start it? So we officially launched in um, July two thousand and eight, but it had been something that that I knew that I'd been called to, um, and and that didn't you know I I think. Look, I've I've been a Christian now for about twenty years, so you know I came I didn't. Well, 25 years, I guess. It's 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 really adding up. It's going quickly. Um, so yeah, I was I was a 25 year old guy sort of before I came to Christ, and um, and so um, for me, I, I think in the early days, I saw these, I saw missionaries and so on. I just I just figured that that they just knew that there was just a defining moment that said, okay, now you've got to go and do this. But for me, at least, and I think it's the, the true of all, for all of us, is there's, is there's a process, there's a journey that God, that God invites you into and takes you on. And so perhaps the biggest thing, I mean, so there's, a, there's an 
there's a number of, of reasons why. The fact that um, I had been unfathered or not fathered well, fathered very poorly, and I wanted to uh, be able to give to others. I, don't, I didn't want to see other gen, you know, the next generation and the generations that follow um, had the same experience as me. So I wanted to be able to give what I actually hadn't received. Um, I was also a father of, of um, at the time, uh, well, yeah, four sons. And, and so I wanted to do that well. Um, but perhaps the biggest thing was... Um, was the fact that, that I, I'd been counselling, ministering to men and women, um, and specifically in the space of um, uh, brokenness, the brokenhearted, right, you know, sort of um, and, and playing my part in healing those broken hearts. And so, you know, countless men and women over before 2008 was probably oh, about nine years and... and um, and we were getting to the point where we were seeing beautiful things um, take place. So I guess just backing up a little, Troy, that one of the things that got me started on this, to be honest, aside from the fact that God was clearly doing it, bringing people to us, quite literally we're having people knock on our door at 9 p.m. at night and say, can you help? Right? <laughs> my, my wife has left me or whatever. And I'm like, what, what's going on here? I better put on some pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the, know, first sort of of the first rule of ministry. The first rule. Put on your pants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, but but uh, yeah. Look, over time. Um, uh, so so there was that 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 quote, um, and I'm sure all of your listen, listeners have heard. You know, the Howard Thurman quote: "Don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes makes you come alive, and go do that." Because what the world needs is men who come alive. Now, for me, I didn't know what made me come alive, and I think for a lot of men, we don't know what makes us come alive. And so, I just kind of twisted that a little. I just kind of turned it and just sort of said, "So when have I most felt fully alive?" Hmm. And that was in our living rooms, ministering to men and women and seeing God show up. Up and bring restoration to their hearts, restoration to their marriages and families. And so that's kind of where I began investing all of our spare time. And uh, But the problem was, was we were getting busier and busier and busier. And it, like, because what would happen was we would see these beautiful stories of restoration take place. And then they would, they, their friends would be going through something similar. So they would say, oh, you need to speak to this guy and his wife. And, and, and it just got, and that went the tentacles stretched out so far and uh, we weren't charging we were just loving on and, and and most of them didn't have a relationship with god so we would lead them to christ first because the reality is is to heal those broken hearts we need jesus so yeah um it was beautiful things were happening and it got to the point where we were, our calendar was so full we knew that we couldn't continue the way that we had done it and so um knowing that prevention is better than cure I, I sort of looked back, you know, and again, it was, how, how does this affect us? We were so busy that we actually weren't looking back, reviewing, reassessing, mm-hmm. um, you know, the story of our lives. And so so ultimately I, I, I knew that it was out of necessity. I looked back and I went, what have I learned over the last nine years and, or eight or nine years at the time? And, and so um, what that was was that I would have said at the time 99% of every man and every woman presenting with personal or relationship issues had a father wound 
I thought, okay, so we, we've got great ministries like the Ransom Tarts and the Zoe's and the Ironworks and all of, you know, they're doing some great things. Some really good churches are out there are highlighting the fact that there is indeed father wounding. Um, but what Fathering Adventures to me was, was a call to actually prevent that father wounding. Part of, part of the desire that rose up within me is I want to see Wild at Heart have the chapter on father wounding thrown out. You know, like, oh, we need to we need to get rid of that because that no longer applies to this generation. And and so that's that's ultimately why Fathering Adventures exists, to, to be able to, um, exp- as I said before, experientially equip and empower men in their role as fathers to prevent father wounding in the future so, so that those sons and daughters are, have been well-fathered and can become the men and women that, that God's always intended them to be. That's a fantastic mission. Throw the chapter out. That's that's a good Mm -hmm. one. That's so, man. There's so many good things there. One of the things I think for the listeners I want to want to pull out is um, sometimes when the Lord is blessing you in something, like He was with you guys. um, Sometimes we can just go on that momentum without looking back or thinking about from a different angle, and we just are like, well, it's clearly God's blessing and this is clearly God's will so we're just going to stay on that treadmill but somewhere you had the wisdom to be like well time out let's let's step back and think about either prevention or not burning out or whatever made you say enough a lot of men and, and women they just they just say well God's clearly doing it and they just kind of give themselves to it which God was probably very much doing it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the way you were processing and doing all that was the ideal way or his best way. Does that make sense? God used, God used that for a time, but it was merely, it was merely, I, I believe that our life is a jigsaw puzzle. Hmm. And, and you know, to, to complete your jigsaw puzzle, you need the pieces of the puzzle like face up and and so we need to be looking and it takes time and so for me that that era and we still do that we still offer that but but now we understand that the mission of preventing that that what's the biggest issue that we found um it takes precedence so um yeah look i for for me that was a, a time where where god was trying to highlight something to reveal what my actual call was and and yes he was in it um, I, I think you're very gracious in, in calling it wisdom, but you know, the reality is, is we were, we six nights of the week because I still had a day job. So six nights of the week, that's what we were doing. And so out of necessity, like I just knew, and you know, you're right. God is a, I mean, God says, be still, <laughs> you know, he says, stop, pull back. You know, Jesus modeled that Jesus was busy. Sure. But he pulled back and retreated and plugged back into the, to the father and, and listened, you know, he, he we, we, we got to follow that pattern. We, if we, if we get so ridiculously busy, ultimately the walls are going to fall, you know, the wheels are going to fall off. Yeah. And, um, and look, that's, that's, that's happened, you know, like that, there was a particular time, particular adventure that we were running, um, my, one of my favourites, which is what we refer to as the Prepared for Manhood um, adventure. And, um, and so it's, it's, it's not just about, you know, relationship, as important as that is, and it's foundational, um, but actually the, 
It's, a, it's about helping fathers to help their sons transition into authentic manhood um, and, and, and t- you know, take them on this journey and have a moment where they cross that threshold and now I am no know that now I'm no longer a child, I'm no longer a boy, but I'm a young man or I'm now an authentic man. Um, you know, father, my dad, with the, with the community of men have bestowed this upon me. I have a vision now through the teaching that I receive. So that's perhaps my favorite thing because that's not what I received growing right. up. Right, yeah, um, so but, needed. But, but I had to cancel one. Like it's the only time I've ever had to cancel one. And I was in, uh, I can tell you, September 2014, and um, and we had we had four father-son pairs registered, and we needed a minimum of eight to cover the venue's minimum number of ones. So it was going to cost us to run this. Um, and and in the early days, the first two, three, four years, that was exactly what it did. We we operated that way, but we knew we couldn't sustain that long term. So I had to cancel it. It broke my heart. I went away to spend time with God, you know, like, what happened? What happened? And, and I think when we're brutally honest with ourselves, so one of the things he said to me is, is he, when I took that question to him, why? Why did, I, why did they, we have to cancel that? And he said, Darren, again, how, how often does he ask? You know, answer a question with a by asking a question. He said, "Darren, what would life have looked like for you had that adventure gone ahead?" And I'm very good at just answering really quickly and not letting my mind get in the way and coming up with some kind of argu- argument. And I just sort of, I just sort of said something like, um, "What was the word I used? Uh, chaos, chaotic." And he goes, "Uh huh." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness! Oh, I did not see that until that moment." And for yeah, for, for me it was it was like um, and then I kind of took that. Oh, Father, sorry. Look, what do I need to change? He said, Darren, how many days in the week are there? Seven. How many days did I rest? One. How much time do you? How many, how many months in the year are you not running adventures? One. Whoa. That's one in twelve versus one in seven. And he says, That's I, a I, lot. You need another month where you're not running adventures. And so, yeah, we don't run adventures in in um, in, in January anymore. Uh, we never ran adventures in January, and we uh, no longer, as of that particular day, we stopped running adventures in August, which is perhaps the most beautiful of all months in tropical North Queensland. So it's on the surface seems crazy, but it was necessary um, to to be able to work well. So okay, let's back to our dad. Dads need a dad. Um, I mean, number one. You know, the idea that, well, God would never cancel an event. Uh, false. God will always, will absolutely cancel an event. You know, God needs me to be the Messiah, so therefore all things that I'm doing in ministry must continue or people will not be reached and the world will fall off. You know, that it's spin into, spin into orbit. You know, all these sort of Messiah complex, I don't rest. Um, you know, God needs, you know, my 120%, you know, all of that business is all in that story. God's loving you. God's calling you to rest. God's, you know, just like, look, I got it. It's going to be fine. Like the world's going to keep going. I'm going to keep ministering. You're going to be balanced. Like I love the father's nature in that. Um, I mean, I, I don't, and for those that listen that are involved in ministry, um, I guess you need to hear that God will cancel your ministry to get your heart back and get you back aligned. Yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. For me, my heart was more important. And, and he's, he's, God's thinking 
bigger, long game, you know. Um, what's that What's that quote, you know, from, from that movie, Mask of Zorro, you know, you, you would have fought bravely oh, but yes. died quickly. Yeah, no. you would have fought I mean, bravely and died quickly. You know, it, it, we just go, go out for all in and we burn out, you know. We, we've got to go the distance. And so, uh, yeah, it's really important to be able to, um, it, to allow God to come up to your heart and to hear and, and see exactly what he's trying to do. And, and when things don't go right, when, when, when there is disappointment, and I was disappointed deeply, yeah, my heart was breaking. And so, you know, the one good thing that I did there was I, is I took that to God. Lord, what is going on with that? And he wanted to provide a rescue for me. Yeah. And this was like five years in, you know. One would thought, one would have thought I might have known better by this stage, but no, he's always coming after something new. So, so I've got a question about uh, when you were in the transition from sort of spending so much time in sort of the counseling mode and then going into fathering adventures, which kind of mm-hmm. is a combo, I, I would imagine. Um, mm-hmm. Why did you not, um, you know, open up your father-son counseling practice and have, you know, have them sign up for, you know, for your father-son counseling practice thing. Like why adventure, like, why didn't you go that route? Can you give, what what do you, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Look, um, two things. First of all, I mean, again, this came out of a, a long term walk with God. Ultimately, Mm um, look, when I first came to Christ within, three months or six months, I'd been invited by the pastor to preach in front of the church. <laughs> and, and, and and I'm like, now, back up a little. I used to, um, I didn't know God, but I used to quite literally pray or just hope real hard, however you want to put it, that when I was at high school doing oral uh, presentations, that, um, the peach, that, that the teacher wouldn't pick me first. And, or in that, in that first lesson, that first class. And so I would then approach my teacher and effectively manipulate him or her and say, listen, we're not getting through these very quickly. I'm prepared to give up my lunch hour to come and to present to you personally. And they're like, really? You would do that? That's so wonderful. Yeah, please. Also, I wouldn't have to stand up in front of people. So God called me up there. Um, and I remember the very first time looking, looking out going, my goodness, where are the men? It was filled with women and children and just a smattering of men. And so I took this question to God, Lord, because I'd heard stories about you guys in the States, right? That the, um, I mean, Promise Keeper events, filling stadiums, yeah, yeah. 15,000 man march on Washington or whatever. Now, I started moving into this space of, of, of ministering to men and running men's events and men's camps and things. And if I got... We couldn't break that magic number of 20 men. Like, we just, honestly, it was hard going. And so I'm like, Father, what's going on there? Like, um, in in the States, men seem to get this. In Australia, they don't. How do I reach the, how how do I reach men in Australia? And and I was just waiting for this monologue of just where I could just sort of write down notes or something. And all I heard was one word, adventure. That was it. And so all I, what I knew was, you know, so come 2007, what I knew is I knew it was to do with men. And then, of course, John's book came out in 2000 or 2001, and, you know, it's right there, adventure. Okay, well, this is interesting. I need to listen to this guy and learn a little from this guy. And, yeah. and, and so you've got, you've got adventure and you've got men. And um, 
I know men, I am a man, and so um, I, I kind of know that, I know the best way that men learn. So there's an African proverb that says, I hear, I forget, I see, I remember, I do, I understand. And so the best way, like I love, I, I love a good book, right? You know, John Eldridge is my favourite author. Um, I love Robert Lewis. Um, you know, it, 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 there's, there's, a good book is wonderful, it's excellent. I love attending workshops and seminars and conferences. All of those things are great. The reality is, is we're hearing those things. We might see some film clips, but they kind of, it, it doesn't stay with you. And, and I, know, I know this, again, through my own experience. So I would go back, um, I would go back, you know, when I tidy up my office, uh, I would open up the drawer and my wife's looking at me because um, uh, she, she knows it needs a clean, deeply, a deep clean. Um, I'm, I'm still very... In, in theory, <laughs> when you would tidy up your yeah. office. <laughs> Actually, well, I have tidied up my office in the past and, and I've pulled out drawers and I've, and I've gone through things. Do I really need this now? And, and so I come across conference notes and things that I madly was taking at the time. And I'd go, oh, wow, I've never looked at that since. And there was some gold in that. And I thought, okay, so the best way to reach men is to actually provide this experience where they learn. So they receive that teaching, that, that training, that instruction, um, that revelation. But then they put that into action. And, and that way I can feel confident that, that they can actually do what it is that I've taught them to do mm. because they've now done it. They've also seen the fruit of that. Now they're going to take that home and continue doing that with their wives, with their other children um, and with that child that they brought. So um, for, for me, it was a no brainer. There's something about, you know, we know, um, you know, we know that the, 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 the thing to bring men together and you mentioned before about fathers. Well, I think fathers needing fathers, fathers needing mentors, and it's so true. We also need peers. We need one another. You know, we need a brother, right? And and, and so even just one, even if we can't get together a band of brothers, we need one brother, one other man. There is no such thing as a self-made man. And so um, we know the best way to be able to – to be able to bring that kind of relationship together, that kind of community together, is to send them to war. You know, to 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 be to have the guy on, you know, beside you either side in the foxhole with you. Um, and the reason why you're going over is because, uh, you know, because you want to get these two guys through, and you're hoping that they want to get you through. And you know, it, it's it's so important that that's what brings men together. And of course, but that's not good for our hearts. The next, very next, the best thing is actually adventure. Getting them out, a shared experience together. So there's, again, there's something that that just brings you together. So both from a, a men and other men, but also from a, a father and son, and sons and sons. And you know, it's just seeing this community come together over a relatively short period of time because you're sharing this great experience together. Yes, the outdoor adventures, but but yes, you know publicly affirming your son or your daughter in front of all of the other fathers and sons and fathers and daughters, calling them up publicly in a ceremony, you know, um, out of childhood into young adulthood or into authentic adulthood and defining what that is for them, you know, crossing that threshold. I mean, doing all of that together, I mean, in a really quite short period of time, 
anywhere from sort of two days through about five days, it just it does something spectacular. So yeah, you know that that's a real. Yeah, that is an amazing key, right? Yeah, I do. I understand providing experiences solidifies. Mm-hmm. You know, I I have two sons, and I've had one go through sort of a male uh, uh, ceremony, right, uh, coming of mm-hmm. age, and and really calling them out. And it was very, um, it really imprinted in his spirit. Um, his identity and you know and i gave him a ring as a as a ceremony of the event and and um you know it man you just that is just such a huge key right experiences there are men here that are trying to how can i get men interested in you know spiritual things do i provide more bacon i mean it's like yeah maybe but really ask the lord to to give you wisdom around the experiences that he wants uh you to craft adventures mm-hmm. he wants you to craft and you'll find that i think that you'll get the engagement you're looking for that's mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. well look yeah. uh, so uh so I'll, I'll end with this last question that i wanted to ask you uh you've been running this for 11 years now the lord's entrusted you with with so many lives and so many experiences um and this is a bit of a weighty question um <laughs> sorry and it's like let's <laughs> What is your favorite color? Oh, I have to answer no. in two minutes. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to give you a really okay. heavy question. Okay. Right. We'll end with it. Now, the question is, um, uh, through those 11 years, have you seen things that have been very much patterns, you know, um, mm-hmm. with either with the young or with the old or with the dynamic between them? Just any any wisdom that you could provide our listeners and you know kind of your perspective or things you've seen because uh, you have a very yeah. unique vantage point not a lot of people get to see the sacredness of a father mm-hmm. son father daughter exchange and you know what god yeah. wants to do yeah yeah uh, there's three things that came to mind really quickly um uh number one uh the, the amount of men who come to me and say oh my goodness um, here's my story, Darren. I, from a point of view of a father, um, I'm a good provider for my family financially, um, and I'm a good disciplinarian. I'm those two things. Um, and the reason why I'm those two things, and now I would even challenge that, but anyhow, um, the, 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 um, so those two things I do because my father did those things. And they come to our experiences and they go, but my goodness... I had no idea there is so much more to fathering and now I'm enthused about my role as a father. Oh, that's so, good. you know, there's, there's this, they, they were bored, you know, they were bored in their fathering because they were just going through the same motions every day. Okay, I'm going off to work. I'm coming home. I need to, need to deal with the children, you know, like, and, mm. and, and, but now they could be excited. So I, I see that. I see this growth. I, so one of the other things I see is I see dad's, um, <laughs> this is this is funny and yet tragic. Um, mums, first time first time dads, the wife or the mother will register them, right? And and uh, it's just where it is. You know, we've got to meet meet men where they're at, and we've got to take them someplace else. So that would 
you know, that would be difficult because, you know, you kind of want to get to know the guy before you, he actually turns up. Um, but, but it's the wife that you're doing all this communicating with. Um, but what happens is after the adventure, because in so many ways when a father is, you know, when a father joins us for an adventure, what, what we would never pitch to them is that they're actually being initiated themselves because they're having to give something to their child that they've never received themselves. So there's a form of initiation, really. It's, it's, it's subtle. It's not overt. But it's a form of initiation uh, that, that, that we, we get, uh, that, that, that each father gets. And he's um, <clears throat> and so the next time he goes to register, when he brings his second or third or fourth or fifth child, is he registers. So I just really love the fact that there's this passivity that he that he starts with, and then he he he, he then begins to engage actively uh, in the life of his family. Um, so I love that. Uh, another common bit of feedback we get is is fathers coming up to me afterwards at, at, at the close of it and just saying, "Listen, this was incredible. Um, I really learned. I think that I've taken away even more." than my son or my daughter has mm. um, because I've learnt some things that I need to grow in. But there's, I've also learnt there's some things that I can actually do that I didn't believe I could do. Um, th this has been incredible. Um, and, and my last thing um, is feedback from the fathers and the, and the sons and the fathers and daughters um, is actually very similar. The fathers will say to me, I didn't realise how much fun... I could have with my son or oh, with that's my daughter. Good. I didn't realise that. And then you hear from the son or the daughter say, I didn't realise, and they would, not together, they would do this separately, and they would say to me, I didn't realise how much fun I could have with my dad. Oh, I'm like, oh, wow. And, and you know, I think yeah. I think fun is something that we undervalue and under under um, state. I think that, that, and one of the things that we, st we start our adventure um, Every adventure we do with a funny clip, and 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 we start by it's, it's usually a funny clip that has a set a double meaning, and so um, I, and I'll say to them, I'll say, listen, um, this is this experience is we, we want it founded on fun. We want the we want you all to just have a really uh, enjoyable time and just really enjoy one another. Um, so yeah, that's probably the. It's probably the, 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 the things that are, was that kind of what you were asking for? That's, oh yeah. You're, other? you're, you're great. You did perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're a very, I just want to speak to you that you are a very honored man. There's very, very few men that get to hear those sacred things. Yes, um, so I many, I mean, think of all the pastors trying to do all these things right, and they will very, very likely never hear those words, this was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever, yeah. right? You know, yeah. not to, yeah. not to pastor bash, but I'm just saying that you, there's, there's not a lot of people that get the vantage point you get and you get to yeah. see the goodness of God in that unique way. Um, Absolutely, that's really... it's a deep, uh, deep privilege, and, and I, and, yeah. and even eleven years in, I don't take any of that for granted. Yeah. I, I'm just like, oh wow, Ken. My wife and I, because we quite often are engaging in these together, we'll look at one another and go, can you believe we get still get we get to do this? Yeah, um, so it's good. beautiful because we get to see. We talk a lot about transformation, and 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 I think every ministry wants to provide some level of transformation, and we see it. 
regularly and, and all of the time. And, and it's just to, to sit back and, and see. I mean, you know, one example is, is, is when fathers will publicly affirm their, their sons or their daughters and the tears that flow for, for, from when the father's doing this and the son or the daughter responding or or even those that are watching on, you know, the tears that are flowing, oh, God's doing something beautiful. It was something that was always meant to be but had been lost and has now been rediscovered. And you're right, a very deeply sacred undertaking. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, look, so for my listeners, they want to follow up, they're interested in what you're doing, where would they go? I guess the first protocol would be um, the website, fatheringadventures.com.au. Um, if if uh, more happy to reach out, uh, if, if they want to, to sort of touch base via email or Facebook or however, um, you know, that's how we got connected, Troy, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, happy to happy to connect with them and, and help in any way I can. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm uh, so excited. We got to, I've heard about you through my friends for, for a long time. And, and it's such an honor to be able to, to sit down and share hearts and, and, uh, you gotta, I'm definitely a champion for you in the U S this is amazing what you're doing. I'm really excited for it. Who knows? I may even show up one day. It's, I love that part of the world. It's so awesome. <laughs> well, you're always welcome. All right. <laughs> the invitation is come. Uh, awesome. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. Troy, thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, go to our website, thekindlingfire.com. There you can learn how you can join the Firestarters. That is a community that I'm sending free e-courses, Bible devotionals. We're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that God has placed in you. I'm also on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. And as always, be awesome.